This is Megan and Rosie, and you're listening to Unedited. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 24, also known as the podcast that now has 27 subscribers. Ooh, we have more subscribers than episodes. Uh, This week we have... Too many days off. Too many? Really? Do you think that's possible? Too many days off? Too many days off for our brains. Like, our brains got melted over Christmas, and then they were like, oh, by the way, you have to go to exams. So there was all this pressure for us to, like, actually think. And then we've had, like, a week and a half of school, and now they're like, just kidding. You can go melt again. Yeah. We'll see you guys later. Uh, I'm out of town for the entire part of it, so... I can't actually melt my brain. I'm going to go be kind of lonely for a weekend. Oh, don't be lonely. Yeah, you just saying that's going to work You can out. email me all the time, every single day, every hour. I'll hop on someone's Wi-Fi and just be like, hey, <laughs> I'm going to be on the internets, talking to peoples. Peoples. On the internets. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Well, we've been pretty good recently like getting the podcast out so that's I don't kind of a lot we'll we didn't to... do it last week anyway uh, but we did two the week before that's true we were supposed to release them like every week secretly so you guys wouldn't notice but i don't think you have but now that we've given it away hey megan what's new with your life i did a presentation at the glenbow <laughs> on tuesday really and a whole bunch of old people listened to me Aww. and were they thank nice you old, old people? people they were really nice Aww. um and i saw mrs barrett which was so exciting oh, i heard because she told kelsey mills that she had seen you and now i have to lend her a copy of my book kelsey oh cool yeah that's awesome yeah yeah so well what were you talking about i don't think you said my book and yeah. related issues and trying to kind of relate a book about teenage body image to people who were all retired. What about you, Rosie? Well, um, I have new classes, and they're pretty good. I have gym, Yay! and I feel like a slight failure because everyone around me is either taking calculus or physics, AP, or both. That's and I'm not taking sick. either one. They're sick. You're, well, you're the you're one healthy. who's not taking any real classes except for math. Math it makes me sad. I don't have energy Math for any other real classes. Math makes me sad, too, classes. and that's why I'm not doing it. Okay. And I just hate physics. But anyway, um, so I love gym, and French is a lot of fun. She and made a little love times. symbol. Yeah, a little Oops. heart. <laughs> and, oh, we got new band uniforms. Good news. Good news. It's awesome news. Because, okay, for those people who don't know about them... Our, the band uniforms for our school, for the girls, are commonly referred to as the nuniforms because <laughs> they kind of look like a bunch of things that a bunch of nuns would wear in some convent. And um, we commonly get um, confused as a funeral procession when we're all walking down a, somewhere together. And we're still going to look like a funeral procession, but less boxy. <laughs> Because now the collars aren't, like, square, and the shirts don't, like, come up to, like, our belly buttons. <laughs> but it's, like, this button-down thing, which is a lot better. Apparently, you're not supposed to tell the boys that they're button-down, though. What? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Remember Brain Mush, Megan? Come okay. on. Okay, so because Brain is mushy, we're gonna go find other <laughs> people to talk for us? Yes. 
feedback. Shout outs. These are to do with the memories episode. Which was um, two episodes ago, I believe? Yes, 22. episode 22. Check it out. If you don't remember, we told a few stories about memories, talked about erasing your memory and the pros and cons, and Andrea Johansic had some things to say about that. So, apparently, she was extremely surprised that we didn't mention The Giver, which is a book that they're commonly... Well known. Yeah. They commonly handed out around elementary schools. Um, but here's her main point. Wait, she also says that she assumes that we both read it, but we both haven't? Sorry, but I put it on hold, so it's... So I'm going to read it. Okay, sorry, yeah. go on. Okay, so she says... She says... I disagree with memory erasure pretty strongly. I try to be open-minded and obviously I've not been raped or been in war or any kind of other traumatic experience. I think broadly, however, in I'm thinking broadly, however, in that human society needs to remember everything we can. We have to take the good with the bad and it is pain and suffering as well as the joy that makes us human. This is where the giver comes in. The book explores the concept of what would happen if there was only one person who would have, have memories of the past. This is pretty far from specific memories and about a specific person, but I think we need to consider all possibility of, of what could happen. I mean, the person who first made beer never realized it would be such a destructive substance. True. He just thought it would be a great drink. Do you see where I'm get, what I'm getting at? Basically, I'm thinking of a person that has a bad memory, and he wants it erased, and soon every embarrassing or painful experience he's had is too much to handle, even the mundane ones such as someone standing in front of the class and telling everyone who has a crush on him. And thinking of him as a whole society, maybe the the giver wouldn't be too science fiction anymore. What's more, painful experiences lessen over time. Now, I'm not saying that soldiers who would have been in horrible places don't have nightmares years later. I mean that everyone has had some sort of memory they don't like thinking about. But later, isn't it just a funny story? Um, Okay, the last point that she said, so true. I mean, how many, like, disgustingly embarrassing stories have we had now we just laugh at them? Yes. Which you will see later on. And also, I want to say something. Um, she said something along the lines of, um, she thinks that, like, suffering is key to being human. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of reminds me of how everyone says that history is, like, the greatest teacher. Mm-hmm. How you have to learn from, like, the things that people have done wrong in the past. Yeah. And I think that could maybe apply to memories. Definitely. Well, I think it's, I think it's silly when people are like all the all these people are dead or all this history is past. Why do, why does it matter what we, or why does it matter what they did or what they said or the different wars? Well, I mean, I know that not everyone is gonna take part in shaping, on a broad and uh, large scale, the future. Yeah. But someone's got to be making the decisions and we don't know who that person is going to be until like i don't know 50 years into their life i think that's pretty late to be learning from history Very. and also there's just universal messages that we should learn from history. well think about it if we've never if we had never had the world wars then like people would just like it would happen again yeah, well, a lot more Sorry, easily. Sorry, that was the worst example I could ever think or thought of. But um, well, you know what I'm like, tra- you know what well, I mean, right? I mean, some people don't know about the Holocaust, and so that's just I don't know. I think that's something that needs to be remembered, not only because of the suffering, but because you need to understand um, how horrific it was and understand that there's things that you can do to stop that sort of thing. Very from happening. And plus, history inspires other people to go do things which is also important yes speaking of inspiring um we have another listener who decided to share some 
very funny stories with us. And we are very thankful. So we're going to read one or two of them for you. And you can, I don't know, pester us to try and release the others. And we'll ask permission. But we'll see. All right. So this is a story that Mutant Ninja Turtle sent in. He says... One last story that I'm going to tell from my elementary school days was when I was in grade 6. I was walking home from lunch one day, minding my own business, when out of the blue, a kid named Michelangelo came out of nowhere and pantsed me. So there I was in the middle of the field with my pants around my ankles. I quickly hiked them up, thinking nobody would notice me. But not so. As I came back to school, Donatello... (laughs) was sitting on the hill with a bunch of grade sixers and proceeded to yell at me. Hey! Mutant Ninja Turtle. (laughs) Nice, tidy blueies. Ah, good times. Thanks for that. Anyways. um, Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Felt so bad for embarrassing me. I can't do this. Sorry. He felt so bad for embarrassing me like that that when we got into the classroom after lunch, he walked to the front of the class and pulled his own pants down. What a classy kid. Wow. Thanks for sharing, Michael. Nope. Mutant Ninja Turtle. I really appreciate it. All this cloak and dagger is really, really getting to me. I can't stop laughing right now. Okay. We also need to come up with fa- with names for all of his uh, relatives, because now we have a family reunion story. Okay. How, um, about, how about we do birds or something, since it says Robin's right there? I don't okay. Know. Yes. We'll do okay. birds. Okay. So, um, Mutant Ninja Turtle also says... As another memory, um, at my family reunion in 2002, this was one of those, why the hell did I say that moments? We had our family reunion in Otterburn, which is about an hour outside of Winnipeg. Mosquitoes the size of robins, I swear. I still remember my opa spraying raid at whole clouds of those suckers. Anyways, we had a couple of relatives come in from Germany for the occasion. I only remember the one guy. Robin. Okay, that's lame. Another one. Okay. Um... (laughs) Magpie. <laughs> Rosie needs to collect herself. <laughs> just wait. Just wait. Okay. Okay. So. I think he's my dad's cousin. Magpie. Had a computer with a PowerPoint presentation on it, so naturally I was intrigued. Of course. So I started talking to him. We eventually got into talking about his family back at home, and he was showing me pictures of his kid. Now, you have to understand my mindset here. Pretty much every woman there who was capable of carrying a baby either was or had just given birth. The phrase is, oh, he's so cute, and what an adorable child, were being tossed around freely. So when Magpie was showing me the pictures of his kid, I promptly said, like everybody else at the reunion was saying, aw, he's so cute. Why the hell did I say that? Magpie turned to me and quietly said, He's 12 years old. Somehow, I managed to get my head out of my ass long enough to get out of there with some shred of dignity left. That was great. Magpie. My dad's cousin from Germany now thinks I'm gay. Just great. (laughs) Now, I'm sure Mutant Ninja Turtle that he doesn't think you're gay. He probably just thinks you're a little bit socially awkward and didn't realize that he was 12 years old and you probably thought he was still, like, in the... Because Mutant Ninja Turtle is probably, like... 13, yeah. 14. So he's probably time. just like, he probably thinks that my son is like five. What is his problem? So he probably thinks that you're just slow. Just slow? Yeah. Is that better than gay? I don't know. Depends on who you ask. Okay. So, <laughs> um, um, thanks for sharing. Those were really quite funny. I, 
I really enjoyed And I'm them. really sorry. I kind of lost it there. Yeah, she... I usually fancy myself as one of those people who are able to collect themselves, but apparently not. Apparently not. Apparently not when I'm around you. Megan! my presence is just intoxicating. It's hard to keep a straight face. <laughs> Especially when I say things like that. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Take the mic from me. I'm going to throw it against something. Okay, so we're going to move on to our main topic because... We've already wasted a lot a lot of time talking about you guys. So we're going to talk about us. Jeez. Actually, we're going to talk about potential. So maybe that's you. So, Megan and Rosie, what about t- potential, you're asking? Well, we want to talk about um, how it's good, how it's bad, how it affects us, how we feel obligated to achieve it. Yeah. Well, there's the whole pressure aspect of it. And who... Who has potential? Who doesn't have potential? Um, is how people a, treat you? Yeah, and how it changes, and whether you know potential can be a good or a bad thing. Yeah. Um, so maybe we should start with how potential. How, how about how people treat you? So it's kind of silly how people perceive potential. Like, oh, Megan, I think you have lots of potential to be a great person, even though, like, she gets good marks in school. Big deal. Yeah, like, but how I don't do you know. I don't think good marks in school really necessarily um, indicate that you're going to be successful in life. For example, I have no life skills. Anyone who knows me knows this. I can barely... Actually, I have difficulty pumping my own gas. I'm going to struggle and cry when I become my own person. You work at Staples. You can... Run a photocopier. Yes, that's a life skill. You know all those people who have, like, photocopying problems at the workplace? I will not be one of those people. No. You will not be one of those people. In fact, you will be the person that will help those people get out of their problems, and the next day they'll bring coffee for you. You know what? You have a life skill. Don't say that. I have one life skill. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. So obviously my potential is unlimited, whereas Rosie, who is good at everything and does have practical skills, um, is... Like what? You know how to do your own laundry. You can That's probably true. cook for yourself. I can. I'm pretty sure you can. I can cook mac and cheese for myself and instant noodles. Wow. Hear that, folks? I know, right? Yes. So I do have life skills. Hmm. You also can are, have experience doing like weight service, not weight service. Um. Well, you have customer service skills too. Yeah, but you have like restaurants. Okay, let's skills. stop like trying to make okay. each other sound really good. Okay. Um, but we're just saying that we both feel that um people mistake our potential as yes. perhaps greater than it is. And I well sometimes and sometimes people like under perceive if that's a word, um potential as well. And it's really annoying when people like have that mindset about you and you're like, oh, you're gonna do so well in school and you're just gonna have such a good time in university and don't even worry, this will happen. You'll get those scholarships. And she's like, um, what if I don't? Yeah. Like, oh, totally. Ugh. And so there is that great amount of pressure there that people just assume that because this plus this plus this should equal this and this, and no one can guarantee that, so... I almost wish people would, like, underestimate us so that we could have the satisfaction of being like, ha, I just did that. Yes, I did. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, if someone expects you to do great things when you do the great things, they're kind of like, like, I told you so. And you're like, I want a high five. Give me a high five. It was pretty great. We deserve high fives. Give me a high five. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Um, but then there's also people assuming that you have some sort of negative potential. So, like, when a teenager walks into the store, they assume that you're going to say, you're going to behave in a certain way, and they have kind of limited your potential in yes. that way. And you're like, you know what? All I wanted was some gum and a high five. You can't <laughs> give me either one, because you think I'm just going to... Steal stuff. Sure. Yes. All I, all he wanted, all Susie High School wanted was a high five. Okay? That's all she wanted. Yes. Anyway. So, potential can obviously be good. It can obviously be bad. It can obviously put on pressure. What else is potential good for? Well, like, even with the pressure, potential can also motivate you. Like, I have this intense fear that I'm not going to live up to my potential. Because, especially because, yeah, I published a book at... 17. So, what do I do now? Yeah. Because when you do something cool, people assume that you're going to do cooler stuff after. So... And you're like, what if I peaked? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I have this, de- like, so, a terrible fear of being a peak too sooner. Oh my god, if high school's my peak, I'm going to... I know. I don't know. I would hate to think that high school is the best time of my, of my life. It's because, not. like... What about the rest of my life? High school is three years. If it's the best part of my life, I'm going to be suffering for a really long time. Just the fact that high school kind of sucks sometimes. I don't want that to be the peak of my life. Sorry, that's a different um, topic altogether. But, yes. um, There's, I don't know. There's a motivating factor of potential because you want to fulfill it. It's like, you know in science where they talk about how they go, things go to the place of, like, least pressure? Or like, yes, or, and like sort of it thing? diffuses. Yes, it diffuses to like the place High where concentration it's, to low, to low concentration. concentration. Exactly, that's what I feel like potential is. You have like this big empty space, and you're like, dear God, it's a big empty space. What do I do? What should I do with it? I should probably go there. I think I'd be like, comfortable over there. Yes, and you start to like move towards it in this big diffusion that's a of good analogy. I hope people get it. Because I don't know if I'm making a lot of sense. Oh, no. That makes sense. Good. It made a lot more sense to me than my chemistry teacher's analogy today of death's star race. All the guys knew what he was talking about. None of the girls did. Was it a Star Wars reference? I I think. Hmm. I think that's the only thing I could think of it would be. I thought it was a video game, by the way. It might be a video game. It might have been. Anyway, you know what? I don't know, but that was a good analogy. Thank and you. I agree. I think it motivates a lot because uh, because when everyone's telling you that you're going to do great things and everyone's like, well, what university do you want to go to? Oh, I want to go to the West Coast. You will do so great there. Of course you'll get in. Your marks are great. You're like, crap. I better get in now. Yeah. I don't tell my parents about, like, really good marks and if I get them midterm unless I have to because I don't because I know I'm just going to ruin them because I mean the, when we first get our midterms frequently in Nothing. things like Eng- English you have three assignments oh yeah and, and they're so probably like the introdu- introduction ones where it's so easy or just like can you find what the horse's name was and you're like what is the significance of the color green in this poem about youth I don't know, Rosie. You tell me. It's those it's those horses' names questions that I get. Yeah. Sorry, that get me. Really? I'm just like, I don't know. That's you... a silly, insignificant detail. I can tell you the underlying messages about this. 
but I cannot quote things. I do not, not memorize. I do not memorize. I understand. I comprehend. Yes. Anyway, but so the the getting of interim grades and then your parents have this idea of how you're doing when it's actually totally inconsistent with how you actually do in class. It sucks. It's annoying. And especially, I hate it when I have a really good interim and I know that I'm going to have a test the next week and I'm going to ruin it. And it's just like, I had so much potential to do good and then... Now it's just like, blah. Do you think it's possible to ruin your potential? Yes. How? Like, wouldn't it still remain potential? Like, if I... I don't know. No, because if you and I were just like, okay, peace... We're going to go and travel around and hitchhike and drink and do a lot of marijuana. People would be like, whoa, I don't think you have much potential anymore. You're just going to ruin your life. That's so sad. Potential isn't like potential energy. It's not like something that is just there when you're just sitting there. Okay? It's like... You've got to hold on to that. Yes. Yes. You have to hold on to your energy. Don't you think you or o- diffuse? Or diffuse. Ooh. <laughs> um, you just gave me the eyebrow. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I think everyone has some potential, though. I mean, some people um, maybe have more potential than others just because they are willing to do what it takes to Kay. achieve that potential. But good potential or bad potential? Because I'm potential. sure people can have bad potential. Oh yeah, I'm. Sh- I think everyone has bad potential. We all have I the. Guess. We all have the, the potential thing. to make poor decisions. Um, and so it's entirely possible at any given time that we do something stupid. Um, people who, that you hear stories about people who, you know, were going places and they were doing things and they had such great potential and then they drive drunk home and they, yeah. Yeah. And suddenly all that potential is very limited when you're a quadriplegic. Very limited. Um, That's so tragic. Yes. And things like that happen all the time. So our potential for good is equal to our potential for bad at any given time. We should come up with, like, a chemical formula for this. Give us a second. Potential of good. Okay, we just spent, like, 15 minutes figuring this out. Um, Oh, radio magic. Anyway, so we figured out a really rough and completely made-up way to calculate your your, your potential. So... First, you take your age, and then you divide it by the number of self-destructive things that you do. So, for example, um, one of my pretty self-destructive habits is that I'm very confrontational. So, I will just go up to someone and be like, hey, I do not like your shirt. Take it off. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) That certainly gets you somewhere. No. It's just bad habit. I need to Mm -hmm. stop it. I procrastinate. I wasn't finished my speech for the Glumbo until the night before. I was editing it on the car on the way. That's that was pretty dumb. self-destructive. <laughs> yes. Um, so that was self-defeating, and I managed to pull it out, but that's not the point here. So anyway, again, you take your age, you di- divide it by your self-destructive behaviors. Then multiply that by the number of books you'd read in the last three months. Now, this will obviously change your, pr- your potential greatly over throughout the year. Because Megan and I think that... The fact that you read books is very, very, very important. We were, I was going to suggest doing something like your grades and stuff, but I thought that reading would be a better kind of... Judge of character. Yeah, as opposed to whether or not you care about school, because that may or may not you say can, anything. You can maybe count magazines for like 0. 0.5, okay? It's not a full book. Maybe 0. 0.25. 
Yeah, I would say point two five. I really don't know if magazines have any kind of impact on your potential. Yeah. Unless you're reading, like, National Geographic, then I can understand that. Use use at your own discretion. Yes. So, Be honest, though. That, that also impacts your potential. But obviously this is, you know, complete lies. So we're going to say what we got. And obviously the higher the number, the better in this scale. Yeah. So I got 10.2. Because she hadn't read very many books. But you know what? I think I might have read more, but I think I probably read about that much and for self-destructive behaviors it's hard to put like a finger right on it so maybe it'd be a little less so maybe i'd have more but yeah 10.2 yeah um i got 21.6 just because it was christmas recently stop don't stop making excuses megan is a better person than i am no i'm not she's more potential she got 21.6 out of a potential scale of 25 and if you max out like if you get 30 or something you've just got potential over the roof yeah so you're just gonna beat us all and be like, I am super person and Exactly. Yes. So um oh, let us we know in comments. Our grad what it was. Dresses. I forgot to say that in our news. Yes. Sorry, I just remembered because I'm kinda I didn't I haven't seen Megan's Rosie's. Dress. I haven't seen Rosie's on yet, me. but I look foxy. I'm yes. just saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just saying, I'm just saying. Anyway, on to fake fact maybe? Um, yes. I think so. Just excuse. But I think I I think just our fake fact should be our potential meter. Like, the fact that you can t- divide your age by the number of self-destructive behaviors you have and then multiply by the okay. number of books you read okay. and get any kind of number that means anything at okay, all. but we figured this out, like, mathematically. Technically, age is, like, a constant. Like, it's just a number to get you somewhere. To start with, To start with, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then... Oh, wait. That doesn't make any sense at all. Because if you're older... Okay, maybe it is pretty fake. It but is the really point fake. is we somehow rigged it so that like the more sins you had, the smaller number you would have and yeah. then the less books you read, the, the more s- the smaller, the smaller number your, yeah. would be. Yeah. So we made it so that it kind of sort of makes sense even though it actually doesn't. So let us know what you got because yes. I'm really curious about the potential of our listeners. Their listener potential. I bet you, I bet you they're pretty good. I bet you their potential is amazing. Megan and I are trying to, um, are trying to get some business cards going. Yeah. We're going to see how that goes. We, we need a good, see. like, jingle. Like <gasps> If a someone good... makes us a jingle, I will cry with happiness. Or, like, a good, um, Punchline? motto? Slogan. 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 Yeah, we'll think about that. Yeah. We I... need something edgy. Edgy and uh, with character. Yes, attention getting. Easy, like just plain and easy, simple. Yes, we'll think about this. We shall. But in the meantime, I hope you guys will ha- enjoy your long weekend. Ooh, yeah. And while you're enjoying it, you should email us. Yes. You should email us at always unedited at gmail.com. Or you can drop our blog because we haven't had comments for a bit, which makes me sad. But I know why. It was because we had that like. All of a sudden, in one week, two episodes, and everyone was like, shock to the system. Ah! So they all just were like, oh, I can't do it. So, but you can redeem yourselves now. You can drop us a comment, comment. on our blog at <laughs> uneditedpodcast.blogspot.com. And actually, I just remembered that we have some teachers in our audience. So enjoy Teachers Convention. I'm sorry they have to do that to you, but I really enjoy the fact that they do because then we get a break. Even though we just had an exam break, I don't think that was well yeah. planned. Anyway. But Ralph Klein um, likes you guys and decided to give you family day. So, you know, let's do that. It's good times. It was Ralph Klein, right? I have no idea. I'm I pretty think sure so. it was. He was the, like king of Alberta for a billion years, so... King. King, quote-unquote. Cool. Okay, so 
Thanks for listening. My name is Megan. And I'm Rosie. And we're not in.